Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark with Charles W. Chuck Bryant and Jerry, and this is Stuff You Should Know. How's it going? It's going great, sir. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. Do you remember our uh, Lego episode? I do. That is a great episode. Classic. That I highly recommend people listen to. It's where the name Old Kirk Christensen came up. As soon as I saw that name, it just flashed me back. What a great name. Ole. Yep. O-L-E. <laughs> I think we should go by Old Josh Clark and Old right. Chuck Bryant. That's definitely how it goes. Well, I'll bet you something, Chuckers. Yeah. Back in 1932, when old Kirk Christensen founded Lego in Billund, Denmark. Billund, wouldn't you say is the name? Yeah, you mean when he founded automatic binding bricks. Right. He didn't call them Lego <laughs> at first. No. Um, Lego's definitely more grabby. Yeah, well, he came up with um, Lego, apparently. And I remember us debating this or not, but so I looked around. And this is what I see everywhere, including on the Lego site, that Lego is two words, leg got which means play well. G-O-D-T. But Lego also means I put together in Latin, I believe. Oh, yeah? Yep. Well, anyway, when he was coming up with this, I'll bet he never thought, these are going to be used to make hundreds and thousands of short stop-motion films that are going to delight millions of people around the world one day. Probably never thought about that. No, but they do. I wonder what old Kirk thought when he stepped on one with his bare feet. (laughs) He thought, yeah. <laughs> he said, man, this is going to tick off a lot of parents for the next 3,000 years. Yep. It's not fun. So, Chuck, um, I I don't know if you caught it or not. I just made a reference to brick films. Yeah. Did you catch the reference? I did. Stop motion. Well, I guess animation really is what it, what it comes down to. That's exactly what it is. Uh, one of the earliest forms of animation because... Um, all it involves is moving something, taking a photo of it, <laughs> moving it just a little bit more, taking another picture and doing that until you want to uh, kill yourself. <laughs> Pretty much. And then that's stop motion animation. Yeah. Requires a lot of patience. Uh, I've made a few of them myself. And when I say a few of them, I mean one complete one with my brother, mm-hmm. uh, with G.I. Joe's. I remember. With the Super 8. I made about... Probably 12 seconds of one with Star Wars figures Mm -hmm. in my 20s. And then about 30 seconds of one with Clay. I built a little theater box set and everything. Nice. Made a guy look great out of Sculpey. And um, I think he got out of bed, went over to his dresser, uh, got a shirt, and like went and exited the door. And then I was like, I'm done. I'll bet. <laughs> it's, it took so long. The rest of his day that you had the script for is just, no. Yeah, it, it looked good, though, and uh, I was proud of it, but it's just not for me. Well, you need to post those on YouTube, man. I, uh, they're on VHS somewhere. I could dig these things up. You need to get them on the YouTube. Yeah, you're the right. The world can't access your VHS tapes. So what do I just get the VHS tape and I just bang it on my laptop uh-huh. and it gets on YouTube? Yep. Okay. As long as there's a black monolith in the background behind you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it'll work. All right, I'll have to try that. Uh, so you never used Legos, though. Never used Legos, um, but I do think Legos are... Uh, made for this kind of thing because not only do they click into place, mm-hmm. which is key because you don't want stuff moving around, right? but they uh, these days there are all kinds of pre-packaged 
Lego sets that right. are just little film sets waiting to be made into movies. Right. Like, I mean, th- 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 that's probably the reason why it took off so much. I'm sure. Because Lego keeps building these sets that are like Harry Potter sets or Star Wars sets or Marvel superhero sets. Yeah. Um, and then there's Lego competitors like Mega Blocks that has licenses for like the Halo video game series or Hello Kitty or Barbie, right? Call of Duty. So, yeah. So all you have to do is get like a, um, one of these packages, one of these sets. And all of a sudden you have a movie set if you have a lot of patience, mm-hmm. a camera. Yep. Of any sort, really, as we'll see. Um, and uh, something to animate it with, basically. A light source. Sure. Not I mean, a lot I mean, of stuff. You can get, when I was doing it, it was about as bare bones as it got. It was working on a tabletop with uh, a couple of, you know, the little clip-on aluminum lights you get at the hardware store. Uh-huh. You can use those. What are those? Work lights? Yeah. Work floods? Yeah, just little work lights. They get hot. They sure do. Um, and I didn't have any, you know, I had a tripod and a camera because you want to keep things super still. You definitely need a tripod. Definitely need a tripod. Or if you are fancy or have friends that are fancy and have a slider, you know, it's it's basically like a little mini dolly mm-hmm. that your camera can sit on and they're, you know, three to four feet long. And then you can do little dolly moves and camera moves on your slider. Right. Uh, and keep it nice and straight. Or if you uh, have some ingenuity, which you probably do if you're making a brick film, you can make your own little skateboard dolly out of skateboard wheels and PVC pipe. Oh, uh, yeah. You just make a little track and then um, attach, like, you know, you basically make, you can. there's a lot of ways to do it, uh, but like a, a baseboard to sit the camera on with uh, track wheels to guide along the PVC. Right. Pretty neat. So, um, what we're talking about specifically are brick films, and one of the there aren't a lot of requirements to make a brick film, aside from what you're saying. But one of them is that Legos have to kind of feature prominently. Most brick films are stop motion, yeah. And one of the things, in addition to having like Harry Potter sets or um, outer space sets or all these different sets that are like mini movie sets, right, mm-hmm. out, right out of the box, um, are the minifigures, yeah. Um, those are your actors, typically. Yeah, they didn't come along till the late 70s? Yeah, 1978. And then now I think they're the largest population on the planet. Oh, really? Yeah, remember? There's like 4 billion of them or something like that. I know they made more tires than anyone else. Yeah? But, uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Right. Yeah, I, I came along, my Lego experience was pre-figure. Uh, so we had to, we had to make our own little men and women out of, <laughs> Smaller Legos. In the snow. That's up ways. Right. Uphill the, both ways. These these make sense. They look cooler. Yeah. So most brick films are stop motion. Some people actually film the the um, Lego figures and characters moving. Yeah, that's tough. I would guess so. I, I would think it's not quite as time consuming, though. Well, you wire work and stuff. I bet it's frustrating. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have, like, all of your Lego figures on roller skates or something, you just kind of drag them along. Sure. You don't have to take picture, picture, picture. You can (laughs) film them moving. Yeah. With stop motion, it's very, it's much, it's the opposite. Basically, it's like you said, you you set up your your shot, you take a photo of it, Mm -hmm. and then you move the person a little bit. Like, if they're walking, you would move their arm, one of their arms down, another one up, and mm-hmm. the one leg out a little bit, and the other one back a little bit. Sure. And then take that picture, and so on and so on. And um, 
what you're ultimately doing is recreating motion. Right. Right? Um, using inanimate objects. And the way you recreate motion is by the frames per second, which is the film speed. And film shoots at, or plays, I should say, at 24 frames per second, which means that every second of film you see, you're actually being shown 24 still photographs in succession. Yeah, that's for film. Uh, video is 30 frames per second. Uh-huh. And there are, there are variations on all this to achieve different looks, you know. Um, but if you are just doing the math, if you want to do a stop motion film, a five minute stop motion film at 24 FPS frames per second mm-hmm. would be 7,200 individual photographs. Right. That's for five minutes. F- a five-minute film means you have to take that many photographs in order. Mm-hmm. And in between photographs, you can't just sit there and take 7,200 photographs, or else you're just going to have 7,200 of the same pictures. Sure. These are 7,200 slightly different pictures, where one is slightly different from the last. Yes. Uh, one way you can cheat that a little bit um, is if you just double it up and you use two frames um, for each move. Um, right. So you would take 12 pictures for a second of um, video, right? Well, and then just use them twice, and that would make it a 24 second, 24 frames per second. Yeah, right? it's going to look a little more herky-jerky, but um, the nature of the brick film is a little herky-jerky anyway mm-hmm. because of the way they move and the, the range of motion on the, the little figures. So it's not like if you took... Uh, completely bendable um, action figures. You know, you can get a lot more smooth, detailed moves. Yeah, people aren't expecting your Lego thing to move completely seamlessly. That's no, not how like Legos it. move. No. They've got, I think, four four points of movement. Do they? Yeah, the, their shoulders and their hips. Okay, the so they flexors. don't have, like, elbows or knees? No. Okay. And then, technically, you can say their head has a range <laughs> of motion, so five. Yeah, you just acted out a Lego's movement. Yeah, it was very adorable. Wish people could see this stuff, Josh. Thanks, man. Uh, All right, well, let's take a little break here and um, get back to some lighting techniques right after this. All right, Josh. You've uh, you've built your you've got your Ghostbusters Lego kit, mm-hmm. Lego brand kit. Right. Um, you want to make a, a sequel to Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters Two was horrible. Not true. Did you like it? Sure. It was yeah. a Ghostbusters movie. It was great. Oh boy. So you want to make Ghostbusters Three? Okay. Because you thought Two was so good, it deserved its own sequel. All right. <laughs> Um, and you want to get some lights. Uh, I already said you can, you can go cheap and just get those little aluminum lights. If you have, uh, if you really want to get serious, you can rent lights from a camera house. In or your you town. can go to your friend Scott's. Sure. Be like, I know you have some lights. <laughs> yeah. Or here at How Stuff Works, we have the use of lights. Yeah. If you're making a brick film drop by, we'll lend you some lights. <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, basically lighting is going to do a few things. It's going to light up your set so people can see it. A, uh, and B, it can help you set a mood for sure, like whether it's day or night or noir or sunny, uh, like a bright sunny day. Uh, and what you're really looking to do, though, is 
have complete control of your your lighting because uh, one thing that can really thwart your brick film is any change in lighting mm-hmm. you won't notice it you'll just take your little picture and then you'll see flickering going on when you play it back yeah and that's because someone turned on a light in the other room next to you right and you didn't notice it so you want to black out all the curtains just get in a room where you have complete control over the lighting. Yeah, that's the same reason why you don't want to shoot a brick film or any kind of stop motion outdoors. No. Because the sun changes its lighting. That'd be impossible. At a fairly regular rate. Yeah. Faster than you can shoot and move. Um, so, yeah, you want to totally be able to control lighting. So once you have your lighting under total control, you want to use usually about three lights. Yeah. At least. Yeah, put on your black turtleneck. Yeah, or like your black root suit or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Even better. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and uh, don't let anybody see it like that because they're going to no. be like, you're a total weirdo <laughs> locked away in this room with no windows wearing a black root suit playing with your Lego, Lego minifigs. Then you'd say, no, I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> right. Brick filmmaker. And they would just back out of the room slowly. Yeah, exactly. So um, you, you use one light for backlighting. Use that behind the thing, behind your shot. You um, have uh, key lighting, which is the front, mm-hmm. and then you also want to have some sort of bounce. And um, you can basically replace that third light source with even just like a white sheet of paper, or something to sure. reflect light off that that's very mobile, so you can direct it wherever you need it. And the whole point of this is to light normally, but also to chase off shadows. Yeah, um, if you've never lit anything, you're going to be frustrated at first because you're Lego characters are going to have, like, two different shadows going in two different directions. Mm -hmm. And the first thing you're going to think is, well, that doesn't look like real life. So you can do two things. You can experiment around uh, with your fill lights until you get rid of your shadows. Or you can get a book or look on the Internet, uh, just some very basic lighting techniques. Um, It's not super complicated. It's it's tough uh, to get, like, really good at it. Right. It's not necessarily intuitive. No. Where you're like, oh, this guy looks like a soccer player in a night game. He's got four shadows everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So how do I get rid of that? Oh, it's this bounce. I I would say this would be one of those times when it's best to just rely on the wisdom of others who have come before. Yeah. And, and put uh, that wisdom on the Internet. The uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, the um, the lights, too, you're going to want to diffuse it. It's, it's probably going to be way too harsh coming directly off the bulb. So um, you can use, like, wax paper or a handkerchief. Or um, <laughs> in, anything that doesn't catch on fire, uh, ideally. Yeah. And go, you just go into that. your grandfather's room and get a handkerchief <laughs> out of his dresser drawer. Exactly. <laughs> With the initials uh, monogrammed. Right. Some old crusty brown snot. Yeah. <laughs> I used yeah. to think that was so gross when I was little. It is. It's like, oh, man, they're blowing their nose and they're putting it in their pocket. Putting it away for safekeeping, basically. Yeah. It's gross. It was a less wasteful generation, though. They didn't fill up landfills with Kleenex. That, that is true. You know? So, Chuck, I pretty much feel like we just gave a great clinic on lighting. Yeah, shoot some test footage. Don't dive right in there, you know? Monkey around with it. Oh, yeah, you're going to be really mad, or your thing's going to look terrible at first and then get progressively better as the exactly. final final thing goes on. So, yeah, you want to... Learn by doing. Yeah, and, yeah, just do some exercises. All right. We talked a little bit about equipment. Uh, there are all kinds of cameras you can use. Um, what I used on the last one, which was super handy, was a, uh, a camera that had a remote control. So you could just click off the photos without having to touch the camera. That is very advisable. Yeah. Once you have that camera set, 
it's really nice to not touch it again if you don't have to. Yeah, because again, you're moving the stuff within this world, not the camera, at least for the shot you're taking. Right. And again, if you if you have a a three second shot, mm-hmm. that's what seventy two photos you need to take from that exact same position. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you don't want that camera to move at all, or else there's going to be some weird jarring and stuff like that. And the best way to do that is a remote capture camera. Yeah, that really helps. Um, if you have an autofocus slash manual focus, you want to turn it off the autofocus, yep. make it fixed focus, manual focus. You can, again, you're just looking for complete control. Uh, autofocus, it'll, you know, you don't want it mm-hmm. to focus on the wrong thing. Especially if, like, um, your your minifigure is coming closer to the camera every time. Yeah. That's going to change that autofocus. And yeah. you're every every photo in the frame is going to look slightly different or fuzzy or just completely change from time to time. Not good. Yeah, you're after consistency. Um, consistency through control. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, if you have a digital zoom camera, you want a, you want an optical zoom. What is that? Uh, it's basically, I think a digital zoom simulates... The, the the image rather than it being oh, the true then it image. actually I got gotcha. so it, it digitizes the zoom at a certain point and it's not as high a quality no it looks it always looks cruddy gotcha in my opinion so yeah you want to control so a true zoom basically you or want move to the be, camera yes you know yeah creep that little thing in like a dolly right or if you have your slider you're all set there you go so what are you gonna say it's like a what you basically want to be like Nikolai Ceausescu or Idi Amin of <laughs> of your mini film set here. You want like total control over everything. I thought you were going to say like Orson Welles, like he's a auteur. Even worse. Oh, okay. Uh, so we talked about bumping the camera. You also don't want to bump your film set. Yeah. I mean, that can really ruin your day at the end of a long day. Can you imagine? If you bump it and all your stuff falls over. So... Clamp that stuff down, clamp your set down, glue it down, do whatever you have to do yeah. to keep it as rooted as possible. Yeah, and don't let anyone anywhere near it. No, because it's my Lego set. Right. And I'm the auteur. So we've got some more stuff, some more awesome um, recommendations, and we're going to get to it right after this. Chuck, I really feel like we're helping a lot of people here. I think so, too. So we talked about lighting. Mm-hmm. We talked about the kind of camera equipment you want. Sure. Um, and a lot of, well, especially the first brick film, which we'll talk about later, um, are silent. They're silent films, which means you don't have to worry about sound. But there's a lot of them that do have sound, yeah. dialogue, all that stuff. Um, and you don't have to worry about recording that as you go along. No. Most of the sound can be recorded in post-production. Mm-hmm. But... You want to have an idea of what is going to be said where or what what your soundtrack is going to be like because you have to figure out how long each shot needs to be and how many ultimately how many photos you need to take within a given scene or else like the voiceover is still going it. when yeah. you just change scenes and it, it, your your entire family and friends will laugh at you when you show them your brick film. You don't want to be the Ed Wood of brick films. He just did not care. No. He didn't care. 
It was great. That movie was great. My favorite, or one of my favorite parts, aside from everything Bill Murray did, was um, when Tor like bumps the wall on the way in, and they're like, <laughs> "Don't you want to shoot that?" Tor just walked in the wall. He's like, "No, I like it. It's real. <laughs> Let's use it." It's great. Um, so uh, expressions and drama. Uh, these little Lego folks aren't super expressive in the face, but they suggested in this article, and it kind of makes sense. Pop that head off and put on something else. Yeah. You know? Yep. Could be a ping pong ball that you draw faces on. Well, there there are different minifigs that have um, different expressions. Yeah. And so you can just interchange their heads. Oh, okay. So if someone needs a look of horror, just put on the horror face. Right. Gotcha. Yep. That um, makes sense. And then apparently there's companies that will customize facial expressions on your minifigures. Yeah. And I imagine if you have some money... And you can get that done. That's right. Uh, and now I want to go, not off topic, but off article and say, story, story, story. If you are going to make a brick film or any film, have a good story. Sure. Just be, just because it's a two-minute Lego brick film, it, it's going to stink if it's just, uh, you know, no matter how good it looks, it's not going to be fun to watch unless you have a good little story. Right. So, like, write something out that's good and engaging or funny. Yeah. And it uh, doesn't have to be super long to have a little character arc or story arc. Have your guy chased by something else. Yeah, like, I, I watched one the other day, and it was it was fun. It was silly. It was uh, one Lego guy helping the guy next door do all his chores. Is it the, the dandelion? Oh, I don't know the name of it. Okay. But he was, you know, helping him mow and helping him put on shutters mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff, and all the while, like, his home was getting beaten up. Hmm. And it was just, you know, that's all they needed was that one little joke at the end that's where they very... showed the nice house and then the house in tatters. Yeah. It's a very Ayn Randian brick film. <laughs> was it? Like, don't help your neighbor. <laughs> oh, sure. Your own house will fall to pieces if you help your neighbor. Well, the Take char- care of yourself. <laughs> the character was John Galt, so there may be something there. Um, so anyway, yeah, story, just... Uh, I would encourage you to make something engaging uh, and then make it look good. Yeah. All right. That's my soapbox moment. That was great. Thanks. That was good stuff. All right. So are we on to software? Yeah, I think so, because um, you're going to find very quickly when you have 7,200 photos, you need a way to turn them into a video. They don't just automatically turn into a video like that. No. And you can't just do a flipbook on the Internet. Nope. Because you'd have to shoot that anyway and run it through software eventually, so you might as well not go to that extra step. Yeah. Just get yourself some stop-motion stop, f- stop motion, um, animating software. And there's plenty of them out there. There's some that cost tons of money. Yeah. Some that are free. Lego has one. Yeah. Called uh, Lego Movie Maker. Yeah. It's a little app you can make your own little... They <laughs> encourage the making of brick films, of course. Right. So depending on the kind of software you have, there, there's some that will automatically import from your camera... There's some that will um, that have something called onion skinning. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Which shows like a transparency of the last shot over the current shot, so you can make yeah. sure everything's going the way you need to. Very so if helpful. You, if you need to stop and reshoot one of those photos, you know you can real quick. Yeah. Um, it's got to be super helpful to have that. Oh sure. And the whole thing's going to put it all in order, animate it, and then it's probably also going to have some sort of um, whiz bang features. Like there's one called Rotoscope, yeah. which makes things glow, which comes in very handy if you're doing a Star Wars brick film and you want to make the lightsabers glow. That's right. Uh, 
some of them might have uh, their little CGI tricks built in. Uh, or you can do some lo-fi CGI of your own with a little uh, investigating and learning on the YouTube. Uh, it's not super hard to learn a couple of basic things. And again, these are brick films. This one that I watched had some lo-fi, like, fire uh, effect. And, um, you know, it looked, it looked great for what it was supposed to be. Yeah. You know, it's not supposed to be a Hollywood action thriller. It's a brick <laughs> film. Right. So it can look kind of campy and corny, and it still works. Did you ever see the Matrix brick film? No, was it good? Yeah, I think it's it's not even like a shot for shot thing in the Matrix. It's like a like in addition to it, it's super gory. Oh wow! And um, it just incredibly well done. It is like Hollywood action thriller brick film. Nice. I have to check that out. Well, there's hundreds and hundreds. I would say thousands. Thousands at this point, brick films. Uh, the first one that they, uh, I watched this one actually in 1973. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, Lars and Heinrich Hassing made a little Super 8 brick film called Journey to the Moon. And, um, you know, it is cute. It's, uh, it's it actually like kind me of and my amazing. brother. It's like kids playing around, but, and then it looks pretty good. Yes. And the, especially when you consider that they were doing on film. Yeah. And using like film editing software and stuff to put this thing together. Yeah. It, it's kind of mind-blowing that these two kids put this together and made basically the first brick film. What's more, since it was 1973, this was five years before the minifigures came out. Yeah. So they had to build their own characters out of Legos. Tough. Good stuff. Uh, and then there's another classic brick film from the late 1990s by Lindsay uh, Flea. A- I think the Flea? late 80s. What did I say? Late 90s? Uh-huh. Yeah, late 80s is what I meant. 1989. Uh, the Magic Portal, and that was shot on 16 millimeter film. Uh, Have you and, seen that? Yeah, it looks Good. great. He's yeah. a, he was a film student and actually got money from uh, a grant from the Australian Film Commission, and a um, bunch of people donated Lego sets, and it looks really good. Yeah, and it took him years. Yeah. to do it. It took um, I think more than a year to just shoot the photos. Yeah, I mean now you know why my films were all 12 seconds long. <laughs> you know. Yeah, this one's like 16 minutes long. Crazy. Uh, what are some of the other big ones? Star Wars, the Han Solo affair. Yeah. Um, a lot have, of Star Wars ones. Yeah. Have you seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? No. Shot for shot of the Camelot song. Gotta see this. And, like, not only is it shot for shot, it's <laughs> so great. They got the lighting correct on every shot. Really? Like, it's not like, oh, there's some inside Lego world. It looks like... They took the original Monty Python, this minute and 15 second clip, mm-hmm. and like ran it through like a Lego, Lego Nader. Wow. Like they got the lighting perfect. You got to see it, man. It's yeah. probably the best one. I have to check that out. And there's some really great ones out here. Like again, that Matrix one, amazing. But, um, and I have to say, I am a fan of the Magic Portal now. Yeah. Um, but this Monty Python one is just, it's just, mind-blowing and that was by spite your face and they seem to be the premier brick film studio yeah they do uh they've done a lot of them um i was about to remark about the the attention to detail and like the monty python thing but i think that's by nature what you're getting with these people who make these yeah if you don't have an attention like a scary attention for detail Mm -hmm. you're not going to be working in stop motion anyway yeah so that's why stuff by like nick park and aardman animation did Wallace and Gromit and the Creature Comfort series. They look like the detail is so great because that's yeah. just their deal. California Raisins. 
<laughs> you remember them? Oh, yeah. Good attention to detail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see the Lego movie? I didn't. I didn't either. I heard it was great. Yeah. I want to see it, but um, is it a brick film or not? No. No? No, it's not. It was all CGI. Sure. Brick film doesn't have to be stop motion, but typically it should be. And at least like it should be real life Lego figures, not CGI ones. But um, apparently it had plenty of homages to brick films in general. Yeah, I didn't know that. I think that's kind of neat. Yeah. So the impression I have from researching this is that Lego as a company is very aware of brick films, obviously, because they have the Movie Maker app. Oh, dude, they'd love it. Are you they, kidding me? They give a, a, a award out for brick films. Yeah. Um, and in the Lego movie, it was kind of a, a tribute to brick films. Yeah, a little tip of the old cap. Old Kirk Christensen would have been like, aye! Oh, yeah. Lego loves this stuff, you know? Make a Star Wars one. Make a Ghostbusters one. Make an Indiana Jones one. Buy, buy, buy. kits. Don't make three Star Wars ones. Well, who would do that? Make a Star Wars and a Ghostbusters and a... And a uh, oh, right. Planet know. of the Apes. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Uh, you got anything else, man? Nope. Brick Films. Again, this is uh, another entry in our quest to explain absolutely everything there is on Earth and beyond. So enjoy it, everybody. Lighten up. <laughs> uh, if you want to know more about Brick Films, you can type that word, one word, into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. But even more than that, I would encourage you to just type that word into your favorite search engine and sit back and start watching Brick Films. Delightful. They are amazing. Yeah. Uh, and since I said your favorite search engine, it's time for listener mail. Uh, I'm going to call this uh, Jokester Husband. Hey, guys, I listened to the podcast on Revenge this morning. Uh, as usual, I really enjoyed it. it. made me think of a revenge story in my own life that backfired. Uh, then became something pretty amazing. Uh, my wife and I are big jokesters. When we found, uh, when we were first married, my wife thought it would be funny to throw a bucket of cold water over me while I was taking a shower. Yeah. I told her that revenge is a dish best served cold, which is, by the way, one of my favorite uh, sayings of all time. It's a good one. Uh, and that my revenge would come tenfold. So about three years and two children later, my wife took a pregnancy test, afraid that she was pregnant since our son was three. Our daughter was uh, nine. My wife was a bit freaked out at having another kid. Test ended up being negative, and she was relieved. She left the pregnancy test in the back of the toilet, went to grab a dinner while she was gone. Using a pen, I was able to make the pregnancy test look positive and put it back where she left it. Uh, I never uh, will forget the look of terror on her face when she eventually saw it, came walking to the room with the test. I immediately started joking with her about how exciting it is and really playing up the ruse. I didn't let her dangle too much, though, before telling her the truth. It was a good time and laughs were had by all. One month later, she actually was pregnant and quickly found out that we had twins. Wow. So to this day, she playfully blames me for our seven-year-old twin boys. It is his fault. Uh, It was a great lesson in karma, and uh, the aftermath of revenge isn't always a bad thing. This world wouldn't be the same without our two little guys. What a sweet dude. So that, uh, Danny DeMarco, started off as kind of like a jerky thing to do, but turned out great. Nice. Thanks, Danny DeMarco. From Dallas. Great name, too. Yeah. Danny DeMarco de Dallas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. If you want to get in touch with us like Danny did, you can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. You can send us an email to StuffPodcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, StuffYouShouldKnow.com. (laughs) 
For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 